Hello everyone, this is Bola. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. So on this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about getting out of my own way and also answering a listener question from a wonderful listener called Eliza. But before we get into this episode of the podcast where I share how I got in my own way and then got out of my own way, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcasts. So Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. And if you're really loving the podcast, head over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing listeners just like you can find the podcast as well. And if it's been a while, head over to clevergirlfinance.com and check out the amazing content that we are posting on our blog every single week. And be sure to check out our courses. We have a ton of courses to help you as you work on improving your finances, from transforming your money mindset to creating a plan to pay off your debt to a breakdown on budgeting and exactly how to find a budget that works for you, to courses on investing and student loans, and even courses for business owners. So be sure to stop by and check out what we have to offer. And when you become a member of Clever Girl Finance, you also get access to schedule calls with our mentors. And our mentors are amazing. They are there to support our members whenever they need them. They are just a call away and they're there to motivate you and guide you and inspire you as you work on improving your finances and achieving your financial goals. So this is really an awesome resource that we are super happy and excited to offer our members. So be sure to stop by clevergirlfinance.com to check out our courses and what we have to offer. So let's get into this episode and I will start by how I got into my own way and I'll kind of get to the point of why I'm sharing this with you guys as I kind of share the story. So one of the things that I've wanted to do for years and years is to be a runner. I love the idea of running. I love when people describe how they feel running outdoors and the high that they get and how they feel pumped and motivated to start their day. But I have just never been able to successfully run. And this is because I have something called runner's itch and I have a severe case of runner's itch. And for those of you who are not familiar, runner's itch is basically an itch that you cannot scratch when you start running. And it is so irritating and aggravating. It's kind of like when you go to see your dentist and then you get the um, numbing shot in your gums and after you're, you've left the dentist, your face starts itching and you can't really scratch the itch. Um, runner's itch is like that, but times a thousand. And so it is, sometimes it even hurts. It's irritating. It's annoying. It's just this itch that you cannot scratch. And every time I would try running, my runner's itch would flare up. And so I automatically dismissed running and told myself, you know what, I cannot run because I have runner's itch. And that was my excuse that I would tell everybody who talked to me about running or when the conversation about working out and running came up, it would be, yeah, I can't run. I have runner's itch. It's so bad. And I would make all these excuses. And in the last few months, I started to think about it. I was like, wait a minute, I really want to run. And I'm not running because I have runner's itch, but what have I really done to figure out how to deal with my runner's itch other than complain about it? I haven't really done much, right? I've looked it up to see what it means, to see how common it is, 
But what else have I done? Nothing. And so I was like, wait a minute, I really, really want to run. And this is a goal that I want to achieve. And so I'm going to figure out how to get past this runner's itch. And so I started out with um, just walking and pacing myself with my runs using one of those apps. And it didn't really help because every time I would run for more than a few minutes, the itching would flare up. And then I tested out a few different sneakers until I found a pair of sneakers after much trial and error that has all kinds of cushioning and padding and everything to support me. And I found that when I ran wearing these shoes, my runner's itch was still there, but it was much, much less. It was very much decreased and I could actually get through a run without wanting to tear my legs off. And so the reason why I share this story is because I had already set up this roadblock in my mind that I would never be able to run because of this runner's itch, but I hadn't really sat down to think about how I could get past it or what I could do to overcome it. And it was really just testing things out in order to find a solution, which was finding better shoes. Doesn't that, you know, sound so simple, but yet I made it so complicated. And so when we think about the goals we want to achieve in our lives, and this really got me thinking thinking, your financial goals, your career goals, your, you know, just whatever goals that you have. What excuses are you making up? What roadblocks are you putting in front of yourself that is causing you to dismiss the idea that you can ever become successful at that thing? So think about that for a minute. What are you doing, right? And it might seem like a really valid excuse. It might seem like something that, yeah, that makes so much sense, but does it really? Because for me, it was this runner's itch, and it almost it almost became this ailment, this, you know, this thing that I just had that there was just no way around it. And I think for many of us in our lives, there are roadblocks that we put up. There are quote unquote ailments that we assign to ourselves that as a result of this mindset we have for that particular thing, for that, with that excuse that we've made, we don't even consider how we can pursue our goal. We don't consider how we can achieve our goal because of this thing. And so I really wanted to share that with you guys today because I feel like, you know, sometimes you don't even realize that you're in your own way. Like for me, I was like, well, I work out anyway. I go to the gym. I do other things. I do my Jillian Michaels, but I wasn't doing the workout that I really wanted to do. I wasn't accomplishing the goal that I really wanted to accomplish. And so Take some time out to pause and think about some financial goals or dreams or, you know, life goals that you have. And you've told yourself, I can't accomplish this because of this. And really look at that reason. Really look at that excuse and think about what can you do to get around it. And it may not be perfect. It may not be a full solution, but it could be something that could lead you on the path to achieving that goal, right? So given my excuse (laughs) and the fact that I was able to get past it, right? I'm now at the point where I can actually run a 5k successfully. I am a successful 5k runner and I run a 5k two to three times a week. And I cannot believe that this is me telling you guys that I can run a 5k multiple times a week. And I was a girl that several months ago was telling myself, oh, I can never do that. I'm not a runner. You know, running is not meant for me because of runner's itch. So random thought, but I wanted to share that because it, it's applicable to, to real life. And sometimes the thing that is holding you back is just something so simple. Um, sometimes it's complicated, but sometimes it's just so simple, or sometimes it just takes a little bit of effort and focused, you know, focused effort over time to actually get to the other side or to start to make progress. So like I said, take some time out and think about what excuses are you making as to why you cannot pursue 
certain goals that you want, certain dreams that you have, and really just think about it. Like, what is a simple thing you can start with to help you start to make progress, to help you try to break down that mental roadblock as to why you're telling yourself you cannot do it? Okay, so next up, I'm going to answer the question that Eliza had emailed. And by the way, if you have a question that you want me to answer on the podcast, just head over to our Instagram page and click on email and you can send an email with your question and in the subject line, just put podcast question or something along those lines. And hopefully I will try my very best to answer your question on the podcast, depending on if it's something that has not been already answered before. Okay, so I'm going to read Eliza's email and she says, hi, my name is Eliza and I listen to your podcast just about every morning going to work. I must say it's one of my favorites. Thank you. (laughs) I'm seeking advice on entrepreneurship. I want to start a business, more so an e-commerce business for now. I'm not sure where to start, and I don't have any vendors in mind to help with even creating a sample for me. I'm based in Atlanta and would love to get any pointers you can help me with. Okay, so the question on starting a business and where do I get started is one that I get asked all the time. And I think when you're thinking about a business, a side hustle, you know, something to generate extra income, um, it's very important that you set the right, right foundation. And I think one of the ways to setting the right foundation is by having a good business plan for your side hustle for this business idea that you have. And essentially, it's you creating a roadmap, you laying out your idea, your plan, so that you can take a step back and look at what it is that you're trying to accomplish and then fine-tune accordingly. So when you think about creating a business plan, it doesn't have to be anything overly complicated, but it has to help you get clear on specific things. So for example, what is your business about? What problem are you going to solve with this product or with this service? Who is your business for? Who is your ideal target audience, right? Who is that person that's going to want to buy your product or service? How do you plan to sell your product and services? How do you plan to deliver them? Where do you plan to sell them? How do you plan to accept payments? What type of payments do you um, plan to accept? Um, What exactly are the products and services you're going to offer? What sizes, what packaging, you know, what at what pricing, you know, what is your price point going to be? What is the price point you're thinking about? Um, who is your competition? Who else is in your space that's creating a similar or exact product or service? And what does your branding look like? And then you also want to think about how you're going to market your product and service. Who or how are you going to reach that ideal client that you have in mind, right? How are you going to get their attention to get to know you, to get to like you, to get to trust you, and eventually buy from you? And then very, very importantly, you have to think about your finances, right? What is it going to cost you to start this business, to get your website up and running, to get your first product, you know, things like that. So these are all the different things that you want to lay out in your business plan. When it comes to vendors and samples, honestly, Google is your friend. There is so much information on Google and I would start locally, right? So let's say you're trying to start a t-shirt company. You know, I would Google in my local area who are the printing presses or printing presses that do t-shirts and reach out to them and get 
quotes as to how much it will cost for them to create a sample and how much it costs for them to create X amount of t-shirts with different designs on them. It's a great way to start and you can just create a simple spreadsheet or in a simple notebook, write down all these different vendors and their different price points. And this will give you a sense of where to start and definitely look at their reviews right online and see how other people have rated their experiences working with these vendors. And so when it comes to starting a business, I think it's a great idea. It's a great way to increase your income streams, but you want to make sure that you start up on the right footing. You want to make sure you have a plan in place. You want to make sure that you have a good sense of what it's going to cost you and how you're going to manage the finances and have a business budget in place. And you also want to make sure that you understand that business takes time to grow. And so you're going to have to test things out. You're going to have to revise your plan and your business plan is going to be a work in progress. It's not a set it and forget it type thing. It's basically your roadmap. So as you make progress, you're going to adjust it. You're going to update it as you learn more about your target audience and you learn more about the types of products and services you want to offer. You understand more about your pricing. Um, you will update it as you go along. So I actually have a recent podcast episode on products and service pricing. So definitely listen to that. And then head over to clevergirlfinance.com. We have a ton of content on the blog on establishing your, your side hustle and things you should be thinking about. We also have a new business owners course bundle, which is a force for course bundle where we talk about how you can leverage a side hustle to earn more, how you can manage your business finances the right way, um, success with your business, including the mistakes to avoid and specific tips to help you succeed and how to create a marketable brand and strategy to grow your business. So stop by clerigolfinance.com, go to courses, navigate to the new business owner course bundle and check out what we have to offer that could potentially help you. And when you sign up, you also get access to chat with one of our mentors. So I hope this has been helpful and has gotten you thinking about the things you need to put in place, you need to write down in your plan to get your business up and running. But definitely start with your business plan first. Lay it all out. Don't rush. Don't make any, you know, fast decisions until you've put it down on paper and you've gone over what it is that you're trying to build. So that is everything I wanted to cover on today's episode, but I'll be back again really soon with a brand new episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you're looking for something to keep you occupied before the next episode comes out, check out my book, Clever Girl Finance, Ditch Debt, Save Money and Build Real Wealth. And you can find this book everywhere books are sold. And it's also available as an audiobook or ebook. So be sure to head over to wherever you purchase your books online or visit your local bookstore to pick up a copy of the Clever Girl Finance book. And as I mentioned earlier, if you're loving, loving, loving this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Tell your friends and family and colleagues about the podcast and head over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women, other amazing listeners just like you can find this podcast as well. I'll talk to you guys on the next episode.